Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Good morning, this is Brad Zockel, and you're listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. We're solely dedicated to talking about eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the heavenly kingdom, God the Father, Yahweh himself, who has made a home, as it says in John chapter 14, designated with dwelling places for the believer. And if you have come to faith in Jesus Christ and are a follower of him, as we read about in John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30, why then you're going to see these promises apply to you. And I really hope, if you're listening and you haven't made a decision such as this, a life-changing decision to follow the Lord straight on through this life, on into heaven, you'd make a decision today. It's wonderful, wonderful promises we see from the Lord. Well, as I had said, my name is Brad Zocco. It is November 1st, All Saints Day, and I'm speaking to all the saints out there, which is simply the believers in Jesus Christ. Those who have washed, had their their life cleaned, washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ, what he did on the cross, and just the wonderful payment, as we see, Romans chapter 6 and verse 10, that sacrifice, that one sacrifice to sin, which he had done once, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 12 tells us that, that one time, that one offering, we might apply that, and we can be justified before him. Now, as we keep studying our uh, walk through heaven. I want to give you a couple of announcements here as we go. I surely thank you so much for your prayer and your encouragement. I'm here in the barn, and it was 29 degrees out last night, and the barn is a little cool, but it's not cold. Last year, it was frightfully cold. We had no insulation up whatsoever, and it got really, really brutal in here. And one one couple had talked with me, and they said, uh, when you were going on to YouTube and TikTok, In the morning time, we could actually see your breath as you were talking. And so through your generous donations, I'm looking around and everything is insulated and we're ready for the weather, the rough weather to come. So it's been a very, very happy time that I'm able to be in here and talk with you. I'm going to be heading out this weekend. I will be going over to the Appalachian region uh, under the leadership and guidance of, I would say, a host Christian leader, Randy Reagan, I appreciate him so much. I'm going to be speaking at different churches in the area, and if you're in that area, you're more than welcome to come. There's obviously no cost or anything like that for the conference meeting or the churches, anything like that. On Sunday, November 5th, I will be at Independent Bible Church in Pound, Virginia. Independent Bible Church in Pound, Virginia, under Pastor Randy Reagan, morning and evening services. And then uh, he's going to escort me over to Calvary Baptist Church over in Williamson, West Virginia. Calvary Baptist Church in Williamson, West Virginia. And the head pastor there is Pastor Hiram Justice. And he welcomes you to come and join. And all of my West Virginia friends, hope to see you there. I'm really looking forward to that. And that will be an evening service. If I have it right, it's around 6 o'clock. But you can call the church and find out for sure. It is the Williamson, West Virginia is the city, and it is the name of the church is Calvary Baptist Church. Then the next day, it will be a, a day-long meeting, a conference of the Appalachian Independent Ministers Fellowship. 
and I am so looking forward to this. I do believe Pastor Reagan told me there will be like 30 representatives there, missionaries and pastors, and perhaps there is something that our ministry can do to help them. A lot of those are church plants and, you know, just small works that are throughout the Appalachian region on these states, and that's in Hazard, Kentucky, is where that meeting will take place, and I'm one of the three main speakers for the conference, and this is a great honor. I am very humbled, and I take this responsibility very seriously in being able to to reach my dear friends here in the faith, and so pray for me as I'm on the road. I have no idea what the weather's going to be this weekend, but the Lord's going to take care, and I thank you for your care and concern and your prayers on that. Uh, We're coming up near the end of the year, and if you would consider, uh, we are uh, 501c3. If there's anything you can do, help me with my travel expenses, or there's things you can do and help us in in our different ministries. We have printing costs and things like that, and uh, we take care of all of our financial uh, work uh, as a 501c3 very seriously. So if you have a a gift, and uh, that qualifying uh, tax-deductible gift will uh, be... uh, a receipt will be sent to you, and any gift is very, very much appreciated. It really is, and you have my thanks on that. Now, we're talking about heaven, and if somebody said, well, tell me, to the average Christian, where are you going to read about heaven? And they might say, well, I guess it's Revelation, and you would be correct. You do see, like in Revelation 21 and 22, the final destination of the new earth, which is really heaven, being recreated into our walk with the Lord on the new earth. You look in Revelation chapter 4, you see John's entrance into the present heaven. Yeah, that's okay. Jesus talks about heaven. As a matter of fact, heaven is mentioned throughout the scriptures over 550 times. Uh, But, you know, there are a lot of people like, well, okay, it's probably just Revelation, I guess, since that's kind of talking about where we go. But did you realize you have references to heaven all over the place? Uh, We talked about the prophecies in, like Isaiah, Isaiah 65, 17. Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. And uh, Isaiah 66, verse 22. For just as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, will endure before me, declares the Lord, so your offspring and your name will endure. Uh, Revelation uh, 2, we talked about yesterday, about the gifts being given, the new name being given. But I also think of Isaiah 56 as another prophecy. I will give them, the, the believers, in my house, my home, within my walls, a memorial, and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give each of these believers an everlasting name that will never be cut off. So we see references of, uh, the, uh, of heaven throughout the scripture. Uh, Zephaniah, Zechariah, for example, Micah. Uh, you look through the Gospels and, and on. Well, I said Zechariah. And we see just an intriguing and a very, and yet a very gentle passage here that I want to share with you this morning, which you might say, what is this about? Well, I want to share this. Listen to this as I read this passage here, short one, but there's a great significance here. And the Lord says, and Zechariah, the prophet, talking about the, uh, the, the upcoming victories and eventual peace and safety for the believer, the the passages in Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 9, the Lord of armies declares, I will remove the guilt of that land in one day. On that day, declares the Lord of armies, verse 10, every one of you will invite his neighbors to sit under his vine and under his fig tree. All right, run that again. 
the big excitement here is after you win, every one of you will invite his neighbor to sit under his vine and under his fig tree. I thought we were talking about victory and trophies and celebrations and feastings and we have something as mundane as this. Oh, don't take this lightly. This is a very, very powerful passage that we're looking at here, uh, this, this phrase uh, in here, because this is used uh, so many times. Under his, you're going to invite a neighbor over. Hey, come over and sit under my vine, under my fig tree. And today, in North America, I have some international friends. Over here in America, you, know, you can go through Connecticut to California, Michigan, Massachusetts to Maryland, and you're not going to find anybody that really has overflowing vineyards and fig trees and you're going out there and you're seeing people sitting under them. Oh, there are places of respite. But, you know, you don't see that. Maybe some people are on their porch. But the, the culture, the cultural explanation here is understood by those of the day. This is used a number of times in here. Under the vine and under the fig tree. In 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 25, it talks when Solomon was king, they had days of peace. And you know what it says? They were all sitting under their vine and under the fig tree. This is uh, uh, an expression when we see this. And Micah 4.4 4 says the same thing. Under the vine, under the fig tree, in the days of the blessedness of the Lord, you're going to see that. Well, what does this mean? Well, I start looking up some different uh, truths about this, some different studies. And what it meant was, it was an expression of saying, this is the greatest security. You notice you don't have to be in your house. You don't have to lock your door. You're out in the fields, way out in the fields, away from your abode. This is the greatest, one, one Bible scholar said this, this is an expression of the greatest security, tranquility, and enjoyment of your property. What an expression here. Finally, all of those who have a workaday world or the farmers and my friends that are listening and you work the field and you'd sit down, but look over to the fields. Well, here's what I need to do next. Here's what I need to do next. And it's constantly tilling and taking care of, or somebody has an estate. And I'm not talking about a huge one, but uh, an estate. And you're saying, well, okay. And this is what I'll do. You know, my wife and I will sit on the back uh, deck looking out over the property. And we're saying, okay, this next year, we're going to need to get storm windows. We'll need to get, oh, we want to check the gutters again uh, over here on the side. Uh, it is the tank, the, the propane tank is this correct? Things along that we're always maintaining, and so are you. This says you don't have to do that. There's no need to lock up your house. This is a place of peace. This is a place of quietness. And there is a translation, an Aramaic translation of the Hebrew Bible, and it, in this, it's called the Targum. The Targum will then give more of an expression, uh, add some additional notes in this uh, to help explain uh, those things going on uh, within the reading of the scriptures. And it said this, the, this could be more properly saying, you are sitting under the fruit of the vine and under the fruit of the fig tree. What's saying? You're seeing the bounty there. You're not only enjoying the shade, why, you and your neighbors, you have so much, you're saying to your neighbors, come on over, let's enjoy together. Come on over here, partake of some figs. That's pretty expensive, you know. Come on over here and, and take advantage of the grapes under here. We'll sit here and we'll refresh ourselves as we're there. And we don't have to worry about anything. And as a matter of fact, it said, in those days, those that did have possibly the shade of a fig tree or so, this was a place where the neighbors gathered for studying, talking, discussing. 
maybe even praying whenever we, uh, you, you, we would have a time of maybe a neighborhood devotion or with neighborly devotions and looking at the Holy Word. I think back, one of the favorite scenes I have in the old movie Fiddler on the Roof is Tevya is singing, If I Were a Rich Man. He says, if I got to the point that I didn't have to work, and he says, all these different things, which are hilarious, you know, I, I would have all kinds of animals squawking so all the neighbors knew I was rich and all. You, you re- might remember this if you remember the story. But during that, then he says this, and I wrote this down because this is my favorite line. The whole movie, this is my favorite phrase. And I'd, I would be, you know, a rich man, and I would sit, quote, and I'd discuss the holy books with the learned men several hours a day, that would be the sweetest thing of all. And my wife will glance over because every time I kind of uh, fight back a tear because that would be the most enjoyable thing to me. That's just me. Being able to, I remember at, at just coming to Christ and sitting at a camp, I, th- I think maybe I'd been saved for a month or two, sat down with some older Christians who were 18 and 19, I was just 17, and they were talking about the joy of the Lord and the wonder of heaven and I was just enamored. I just thought I could just sit here for hours and hours. So this resonates with me a lot. Sitting under the fruit of the vine and under the fruit of the fig tree, you're having so much, you're sharing it with others. Uh, think about you know how powerful that phrase is. John chapter 1, verse 48. This is what Jesus says this about Nathaniel. I saw you before Philip called you. I saw you under the fig tree. So it, there is a very, very strong intimation there that Nathaniel was a thinker. He was a meditator, or maybe he was having his devotions under the fig tree. That very well could be that. And this time to be alone with the Lord is very precious, isn't it? Zechariah chapter 1 and verse 7 says, Be silent before the Lord God. It doesn't mean be silent away from the Lord. When you go to him, be silent and listen, for the day of the Lord is near. So there's instruction have a quiet time with him. Or Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15, in quietness and trust shall be your strength. Do you have a quiet time with the Lord? Do you? Uh, we had a, 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 a teacher Q&A uh, one time with the Bible faculty at one of the schools that I had uh, been on uh, the staff of the Bible staff, and the students had a, a time during chapel, and they were just asking us various questions. And we had one man who was very flippant. He would eventually leave in a huff later on, a Bible teacher that just never really seemed satisfied, and he had anger issues. And at that time, I was starting to watch him because he didn't seem like uh, there was just a leading of example. My son was in one of his classes. My son was in middle school at the time. One of the students raised their hand and said, when do you have your devotions? When do you have your private time of prayer? Went down the road. And this one man said, well, what, I'm in the shower. And it got real quiet. And they're kind of like, okay, your quiet time and your prayer is just in the shower while you're doing something else. And he was unapologetic. Yeah, that's the time. But then we noticed this, that we didn't see a strength in him because what he did through the intimation of the rest of the interview is, I'm a very busy person, so I kind of talk with God on the fly. I don't have a personal time of stopping with the Lord. I find it very important that we do that. Be silent. In quietness and trust shall be your strength. Isaiah 30, verse 15. Look at the example of Jesus. Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. When Jesus heard they were trying to make him king, they're trying to put him in prominence, he withdrew by boat to a desolate place. The disciples are all the time finding him praying by himself. They would say, let's go. 
back there. Um, John 6, verse 15 says the same thing. When they were going to try to force him to be king, he withdrew to a mountain by himself. So there's a, there's a, a wonder of quietness. And this says, you will be able to, without any hindrance or fear of interference, no distractions, you'll be able to sit quietly in the kingdom with the Lord, the promise of the eternal state, is sitting there. And then this expression is understood by the people of that day. And I bring it to you so you might understand uh, the background of this. You will all sit under the vine and under the fig tree. But even then, every one of you will invite his neighbor to sit under his vine and under his fig tree. So when we have those around us, our friends that we found in heaven, that we say, come over to my property, come over to my location. Let's all sit. Let's have peace. Let's have quiet Let's have enjoyment, all the activity of the, uh, of, of the new earth. Now it's the time for us to sit and relax and enjoy. Isn't that something else? We could talk some more about that, but I'm going to get going here. Got some classes to teach this morning and getting ready for the weekend, heading on and out. Uh, I appreciate so very, very much that uh, you are here and you are helping and you are listening. Please share these truths with others. And I want to ask you this. If you have uh, time go over to our website, theheaventour.com, C-O-M, theheaventour.com. Take a look over there at the Heaven Question page. If you would also like to look at the tour map, next year is completely open right now. We're slowly getting the calendar together for 2024 and arranging for conferences and uh, meetups uh, with uh, different Bible groups, churches and such. If you have an interest in me coming, to your area, and your church would like me to come, please contact me. You can either contact me through the site, take a look at where I'm going to be, or where I have been this year. So I've been around the area. You'll see the map on the site. But then, if you'd like to write a letter, you can write it at The Heaven Tour, Post Office Box 795, Pickens, South Carolina, 29671. Once again, that is The Heaven Tour, Post Office Box 795, Pickens, South Carolina, 29671. If you'd like to write me an email, say, hey, look, our group would like to talk with you about 2024. Can you come down here? Then write me at brad at theheaventour.org. Brad at theheaventour.org. Love to talk with you. Thank you so much, my friends. I appreciate this time for us to look at this wonderful promise from Zachariah. God bless you. I really, really appreciate your friendship and the chance that we get to look at the scriptures here. It means so much. Take care, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end of your gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.